Hi, and welcome to Wings and Takes, episode 75, the Vince Wilfork episode. I'm Trey, joined by Dylan in Lenox, Massachusetts. Cam in, where are you, Cam? Florida? What, where, what's your town? And uh, Tucker in Wellfleet, Massachusetts. I'm in Boston. How's I, everyone doing? I feel offended. Well, I'm not in Lenox. I'm in Richmond. Oh, yeah, you're in Richmond. Never mind. You're in Richmond. Um, all right. I did not do a poll. Totally forgot. Had a hectic week. I was in the Cape myself with Tucker for the, for the weekend, so kind of kind of dropped the ball there. Um, but uh, any, any take winners and losers? I mean... Uh, yeah, I'm going to write myself a winner on... Yeah, Gasly, as everyone knows, uh, big Formula One podcast. Uh, that as a Dijon friend, he free with this weekend. Uh, incredible performance, came in third, which is huge for his polling numbers. So, winner, Pierre Gasly. Pierre Gasly, the GOAT. Um, Simone Biles had a little GOAT on her. Uh, oh, guitar. yeah. Another, wait, another win for me. She made, she uh, created two new moves. Both of which are called the Bile. So, greatest gymnast of all time. I'm with it. Greatest athlete. Can't say I'm still with that. She might just, she might just do a move where she dies, but she still lands it. That's, <laughs> that's where she's getting to. She might split her body in half and just land it. Oh yeah, she's nuts. Also, um, shout out uh, John McNinch. Happy 55th birthday. We're recording this on his 55th uh, birthday. Wait. Some beef about John McNinch right now. What's going on? John McNinch is a broad. A full on broad. Now, did you know growing up who John McNinch rooted for in sports? I would assume Boston teams. You'd assume that, wouldn't you? He was a Dallas Cowboys, New York Yankees fan. Oh my god, he's the worst type of person. Wow, in the 70s and 80s, he picked the Cowboys and the Yankees, and then randomly switched to the Red Sox to take it, what, 2000, 2001? I rescind my happy birthday. That is He's a bandwagon fan from way back. He's a, yeah, no, he's a bandwagon. That's tough to hear, honestly, but um, any any other winners and losers I can't think of any. I don't remember what I even said last week, so. But hey, I have ways good, to take. If we want to start off on ways to take. So I'm following the same train. I'm going I'm going Celtics again. But this is a little more of a ways to take here. So Celtics obviously underperformed this year. Um, you can say it was. Uh, due to a number of factors, whether it was COVID or uh, injuries or, you know, better better talent coming out to the East. Um, a lot of things didn't fall their way. Some would say they are cursed. You know, there's kind of a curse vibe going on with the Celtics. Everything is supposed to go right, but it doesn't. It goes the exact opposite. And I can explain that with one simple answer. The Celtics signed a player this year who is involved in a notable sports curse that has taken hold of many athletes over the time that they have uh, been playing. Some of these athletes include Reggie Bush, Chris Humphreys. I'm talking about the Kardashian curse. Tristan Thompson has a child with Khloe Kardashian. And anywhere the Kardashians go, trouble seems to follow in terms of sports. Lamar Odom, another one. Oh, wait. Oh, the Kardashian curse was broken by Kyle Kuzma. 
I don't I don't think it's dead because my take is that the reason the Celtics underperformed is due to the Kardashian curse. It's no, I don't buy it because Kendall Jenner and Kyle Kuzma dated, and the Lakers won a championship. Well, how good is Kuz? How good is Kuzma now? How good is he now? Oh, it's trash. Kendall Jenner. Kendall Jenner also dated Blake Griffin. Yeah. yeah. He's, I mean, but he's a shell of what he used to be. No. Oh. Oh. What? What? Have you watched yeah. season one? Yeah. He's yeah, not the same player that he was five years ago. That's for okay, sure. Five years ago, but in the past four years, he's tripled his performance. Blake Griffin. There's a there's a take by Stephen A. Smith that he owes the city of Detroit Detroit money because he just didn't perform, and he's. He's pretty much back to where he was, I would say. Okay, so when he was in Detroit, that's when he was dating what's her name, right? No, before Detroit. When he was I don't there. think so. Yeah, I no, they broke so. up. Look up the roast. The roast. Oh, no, she's only she's only twenty three. So he was in Detroit for what three years? So he dated her when she was twenty, when she was under twenty one. Oh my god. That dog don't hunt. I'm. Uh, I'm. That's my take. I'm sticking with it, Dylan. Can I get a can I get a recap? I got Tucker's audio. I can't understand what you're saying. Um, the Celtics are cursed because of the Kardashian curse. Because Tristan Thompson is with Khloe Kardashian. I mean, I'm I'm all in on these types of curses. Didn't didn't uh, wasn't someone dating uh Embiid? Or I don't know. Way I don't back know. When? I think it was Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. That's the one. Yeah. Definitely. Right. Two. Devin Booker too. Yeah, you're, so you're I don't know. Maybe maybe that brings me away from it. But I like the idea. I can get behind it. I think I think you know. I mean, Kendall's gone around. She's made her rounds, and she seems to be the only one that has it. The rest of them have. Kim, Chloe, they've been they've been the curse the curse bats. They've been the curse girls. So I like my take. I mean, if it's going to be a Kardashian take and you're not including the Jenners, they're, is their name Kardashian? They're not, but their mother is not. But they're not. So. So, that's, so that's what I was asking. If that's going to be your take, we'll, we'll exclude Kylie because she's been with every NBA superstar. Kendall, not Kylie. Kendall, sorry. Kylie. Um, then I guess, but like, what do you Lamar Odom won a ring. She was, yeah, but then he almost had a heart attack and he's and he died. I almost died. Yeah, he didn't. Got a ring. I mean, I don't think it's. I don't know. This is a crazy one. To be I so upset about going first, I'm I'm not with it. All right. Yeah. Well, who's next then? I got a take. Go ahead. Uh, mine is NBA related as well. And I'm going to pick my championship favorite, and guess what? It's not the Mets. Um, the Clippers broke through a wall. They have been in this rut. Paul George was hurt. No one on that team had any, like, grit. They fought back. And just last two games, they absolutely outplayed the Mets. Like, it was just they outclassed them. So... I think, <laughs> so I think, uh, yeah, I have the Clippers winning the championship this year. Kawhi went off at his highest scoring game ever. 
Uh, I just think this team's got it. All right. So first of all, two rounds in, and you're picking your champion. That's that's kind of that's kind of soft serve right there. Um, no, I don't think so. I think the Clippers. They're the it's Clippers. It's not soft because they're not even close to me. I mean, they're they're advancing into the second round. That well, kind of the third round of the playoffs. So. I think it's a little soft, sir, in my opinion. Secondly, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, playoff P is going to show up at some point. Paul George will turn back into the pumpkin that he does in the playoffs. And that's going to doom them. And I just see no, like, I don't know. They, they irk me because, like, something about Kawhi irks me. Like, I, I like him because he's, you know, the silent killer. But he's also kind of just, like, show something. Show a little bit of, like, emotion in some capacity. Dude just is a robot, goes out and plays basketball, and then goes home and charges himself and does it again. So, um, no, I think the Nets is the Nets to lose. They're just absolutely destroying the Bucks in this series. Um, I need the Suns to win it all. But, um, no, I, I, I think the Clippers are, are going to get cooked by the Suns. Cam? Uh, I'll give Wait, I forgot we got to give uh, Tucker not a not a win necessarily, but Stephen A. Smith said as of right now is the second best point guard of all time behind Magic, which we all kind of agreed on, I would say. Yeah, to an extent. Um, but I, I might have put Stockton over him. I put, definitely would put him top. Stockton, Stockton's probably not in the conversation. I would put him on like four, maybe. Isaiah is who we forgot about, and then Oscar Robinson, but I've never seen him play, so it's tough. Anyway, um, the take is a dumb one. It's it's I'm fine with it though because you're not going to win take of the week for that, and it's just stupid. It's the second round of the playoffs. You're like this team that just won in Game Seven. They're legit. They also have two stars. Maybe against one of the best super teams of all time. I feel like it's not that soft. I don't know. We're deep into the playoffs, and you picked your winner. So far, I've seen two takes that you guys are chomping at the bit to get out, and I don't like either of them. So that's it. You mean you're nuts to think my take isn't a good? It's like a, it's a wasted take, through and through. But Dill, your thoughts, Clippers? So this is another one of those takes. I don't know what to say. I looked at a team. I think they're going to win a championship. It's a Bogus take. Uh, like you guys said, second round. I don't think there's much to it. Um, Tuck, you should be ashamed of yourself, and you need to think better next time, okay? I won't take this. Like, I'm sorry mine are pop culture takes like Trey talking about the Kardashians. I just want to talk about sports on our sports podcast. What? Uh, next year, I'll talk about, uh, I'll talk about who's the NBA players are dating and why that's more important than actual sports. My bad. It's 100% my take. It was 100% a sports take. I don't know why it angered everyone so much. It's a Kardashian take. Um, Alright, Cam, take. Yeah, I got one. Um, so, recently, a team that I don't like too much came out with a picture of my good friend Ryan Fitzpatrick, and love, love the picture. Love the picture. He he doesn't care what happens out there. He's you know the kindergarten picture. Everyone's taken one. We all know, and he looks good. 
Luke's good out there. I think um, the the Redskins are sorry the Washington football. Whoa, 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 whoa! We don't use that language here. Washington team not drafting a quarterback meant this is the year for Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick gonna win the MVP. Oh God! <laughs> no, no. Okay, so my takes are soft, but at least they make sense. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick might win the MVP. No, no. Wait, okay, name two wide receivers on the Washington football Samuel, team. Samuel Terry McLaurin. Okay, name two. I'll give that to you. <laughs> I'll give it to you. But, uh, like, like, the dude has put up a QB, a, a QB rating of a 100 once in his life. Once. In his entire career, he's thrown up one QBR of 100. He's had one point of 25-plus touchdowns. Like, I'm just, oh, no, not even close. He's not talented enough. He doesn't have the talent around him. And he's ancient. He's old as dirt. And, yeah, well. he's been at least since 2005. And it's a difference between a, a pocket passer like Brady or Rogers who can sit in the pocket and not move. But this guy runs all over the joint. He's getting popped. Cam, you came at Tucker and I's take. You were angry about him. You you came at us, and you just you. There is such thing as being too wasted. Uh, you know, you're blacked out on this take. It's a blackout take. Um, I don't like it at all. I think there is zero percent chance this happens. This might be the least likely take. This might you might at the end of the year say, you know what, hand up. Paul doesn't drop, or or Fitzpatrick wins MVP. Which I think. I think Paul doesn't drop is a better one. is a yeah. more likely to happen take. Yeah, what? especially because I. I want Taylor Heineke to start a quarterback. Oh, yeah. Heineke's, Heineke will come in. Um, also, like, you're going to put a hand up at the end of the end of the year and say this is my worst take of the year. This is going to be up there for, for worst take of the year, I think, on the nominees. But, uh, Dill, your thoughts? I love this take. Um, that's why Cam always puts wasted in the name. So, uh, as a garbage football team, their name is football team. Um, I think uh, Fitzpatrick's is going to fit in there well because they don't mu- have much behind him. So he finally might get a full season under his belt. I think he's uh, ready to prove himself as a top-tier quarterback in the league. Um, you, we know this division's kind of iffy. I know they've gotten better since last year. Um, I think he's going to actually turn some heads uh you know, if Cam said, I think Fitzpatrick's going to have a good year. He's going to have a QBR rating, you know, above league average. That wouldn't be wasted enough. So he went, he went, he, he, he went full, full in. He went MVP. So I'm all, I'm all on board. I'm going to buy a jersey. Cam, you know what, Cam? Let's go fly down and go to a game. I'm not going to a Redskins game. It's probably, it's probably really cheap. So let's just go. I mean, you're not going to a Redskins game because the Redskins don't exist. Just letting you know, I did get um, did get a, a quick invite. I will be in attendance. The Giants versus the Dolphins, December 5th. Um, they said because I was on this podcast and I'm kind of have a media presence that yeah, yeah. I was able to go and, <laughs> and get some uh, insider information. So I'll be there reporting live from that game. So just stand by until December 5th. But, uh, no, it's 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 well deserved for this podcast. We don't like to brag about all the free tickets we get, but you know it's well deserved. Um, all right, Dill, 
Moist take. So, uh, mine's MLB take. Um, so, this past week, it seems that the MLB is starting to crack down on the alleged, quote-unquote, very real, but alleged, um, uh, baseball doctoring by the pitchers, increasing the spin rate. We've talked about it before, big cheaters, baseball, everybody's cheating. Um, but uh, this past weekend, um, Garrett Cole and Trevor Bauer saw significant drops in their spin rate in their latest starts. Um, those are kind of the two figureheads in, in the whole cheating thing. Um, and they're kind of on board. Well, Cole is uh, sidestepping the questions, but Bauer's like, hey, it's not illegal now. Really, they're not cracking down. I just want everything to be fair. So if the league institutes it, so be it. And, you know, then we'll all be playing fair again. Um, that said, increasing the spin rate across the league makes uh, it harder to hit the baseball. So decreasing it, which is what the league seems they want to do, would make hitting be uh, easier. So the take is that this year, because the MLB is going to crack down on this, we're going to see the most home runs hit in a season by all teams altogether. I think the record is 6,776 from 2019, I think. Um, so I think we're going to, I think we're breaking the 7,000 mark and it's all due to this, uh, no more of the baseball doctrine. That's the take. You know what it's okay. out. Right? You know what it's out right now. The home run. I was trying to look it up and I couldn't find it. Every time I Google it, it just brings up like uh, per team. I just want to know the total. So that's that's that was going to be my first question. My first question on take was going to be what's it at because that's very important right now because we're already in June, so we're moving along. Um, secondly, total home runs hit. This year, come on, we have, oh, come on, I only have April stats. Just keep keep talking, I'll, I'll try to find All right, it. while you're looking, I will. I want to talk about Trevor Bauer for a second, because I've tried to like this guy. I was on, you know, board when he was going after uh, the Astros, but I don't, I think I might hate him, because he was like, the big cheater guy, like, what, they're cheating, blah, blah, blah. Like, he's calling out cheaters all the time, but yet he cheats himself and he admits to it. I can, so I I can respond to that. I don't understand, like, the, the angle. Just because you're admitting you're cheating doesn't make you, like, innocent of it. Like, so I think I'm out on Trevor Bauer. I don't like the whole, the whole aura he's given off. Um... He's, you know, he's kind of an angry guy. He hates everybody, it seems like. And uh, I don't know. But in terms of the take, I think I'm going to agree just because I think this I think this is kind of a soft take, actually. Because before the baseball is being doctored, this record set every year. Every every year when they were ju- they're starting to juice the balls and then, you know, they're, they're more hitting-oriented, they, the record gets broken, I feel like, every year. So... I think this is kind of a softer take, but I'm going to agree with it because I think it will happen uh, if they cut back on the pitcher's cheating. Um, Cam? So I'm totally against this. I don't think it's going to happen at all. I think we're going to see a no-hitter through nine innings, both teams, very soon. It'll happen. Just keep an eye out for it. I think the record is 
eight for no hitters. We have a six already. We're going to see pitching take over the league here. Next year maybe a little different. Uh, Dylan, did you get that number up for us? The number is 2,027. Yeah, they'll break it. They need 5,000. Yeah, they'll break it. Uh, no, we're on page three. Okay, so I'm going... Oh, wait. Sorry, Carter, you must done. hate this... You must hate this take because you're all about let everybody cheat and do steroids. Yeah, I'm absolutely all about cheating and doing steroids. I want to see every ball either be a dinger or a stay. But um, we're not even close to on pace. This is the math out. We're on pace for about 5,500 home runs this year at this rate because uh, they've been cheating for the last three months. No shit. Home runs are way down. So, uh so I don't really buy it. I mean, they'd have to have like a crazy, crazy, crazy year. Like everyone would start having to pitch underhand for the rest of the season for it to work. But um, that's the pace. I mean, I, I mean, we all know they were cheating, and no one cared for the longest time because it drew a crowd. Like it was fun to watch, and now they're like, "Hey, wait, don't do that!" And now, yeah, the no fun police come in and don't allow anything. I wonder why baseball views are going down, because they're not letting it be fun anymore. Uh, so, yeah, I had a problem with this. I don't think the record will be broken this year. Maybe it'll be broken next year again. I can see it happening, but this year it definitely won't. So that's why it's a wasted take, because they've been cheating, and I think they're going to... Uh, the the decline in the, in the spin rate is going to cause that much of an effect. Now, that's the, that's no, I have a counter take for you. Any pitcher that gets caught cheating should have to face play batters with torch bats for the rest of the year. <laughs> I love that. That's a great thing. That makes ba- bouncy fun. balls in them. There's more cheating in baseball. There's more home runs. There's more strikeouts. It's more fun. Boom. Everyone wins. Um, Dill, respond to the Trevor Bauer thing. Yeah, so Trevor Bauer, originally, he was like, hey... I know why these guys are this good. It's because they're doing crap to the ball. Look at their spin rate. And nobody had any idea what the hell he was talking about. He sounded like a crazy person. Um, nobody believed him. And he was like, how the heck does this guy's spin rate jump 300 rates for whatever the hell they do? Um, spins per second or whatever it is. And RPMs, rotations per minute. Is that how they do it? Okay. So um, he was like... The only way you can possibly do that is with a foreign substance. He's like, watch. And then the next game, he goes out, pitches like six innings, and is fine. Like, everything's normal. Then in the seventh inning, he strikes out like three batters in a row, and it jumps up like 300 RPMs. And then the next half inning, it goes back down. And he, in the post in the post game, goes, did you watch the seventh inning? And they were like, uh, oh... I understand. And then the league never did anything about it. And then Garrett Cole went and signed with the Yankees for a shit ton of money. And he's like, well, you know what? Screw it. If they're not going to do anything about it, it's like a it's a rule, but it's not being enforced. It's like you not they're not supposed to be chewing tobacco, but they all chew tobacco. So um, it's a rule that's not enforced. He's like, you know what? I'm just going to do it because everybody else is doing it. I'm all for even playing field. Once they make a rule, that's fine. We'll abide by the rule. The ball, he said in the post game, the ball will fly fine, is what he said. So, 
Um, I'm all on board on Bauer. He's just playing the game, playing to the to the way the league's officiating it, and he's he's not sidestepping it like Cole or a bunch of the other guys are. All right, I guess I can understand that. But all right, uh, it's not gonna happen. Not even close. Apparently, well, I guess I gotta switch my stance because Tucker made it sound like it's impossible. But I so what does it take? My mouth said sixty-one hundred for home, so we'll see. They got they got fifteen hundred to make up. <laughs> so, NHL playoffs. Um, I'm totally locked into the Bruins right now. I couldn't tell you about the. I know that the uh, Lightning are a wagon, but the last game, the last Bruins game, was horribly officiated. Tuka Rask turned into last year Tuka Rask, and Bruins are on the verge of elimination. Um, my only thoughts about like what's going on in the NHL. First of all, when it comes to the Bruins, uh, their coach got fined $25,000 for calling out the refs last night. And players like Tom Wilson, who have actively tried to murder people on the ice, get to find 5K. And he comes out and says, ah, well, they, they have the squeaky clean reputation, but they, they do just as many infractions as we do. That's not that bad a comment. I don't know why that's worth twenty five grand. Do you want me to read uh, it? Yeah, read it. I gotta, I gotta get back to. This was in the wasted takes chat, right? Or no, it was in. Never mind. The, the other one. I got, it, I got. It, okay. So he said, "We're playing a team that is very respected management and coaching staff. They want a Stanley Cup, but I think they sell a narrative over there that is more like the New New York Saints, not the New York Islanders. They that they play hard and play the way the right way. I feel we're the same way. The calls, the exact calls that are getting called on us, do not get called on them, and I don't know why. These are very good officials. They're at this point of the season for a reason. Yeah, so that's like That's about that's, <laughs> that's about that's as nice as you could possibly put it. Yeah, that's pretty, you know, benign. So I don't know why that's worth 25k. I know the game was officiated poorly because when I checked Twitter if I see, like, three or four tweets about the refs blowing it, then I'll be like, okay, that's Boston bias. But my entire timeline was what's going on with these refs. Um, so, I mean, got to win game six. I think whoever wins, obviously, if the Islanders win game six, they win the series. But I think if Boston wins six, they're going to win seven. So this next this next game is the game, I think, uh, for the series. And uh, other than that, my thoughts are I think that Tampa, uh, Tampa's such a wagon that if the uh, Islanders make it, they're going to put up less of a fight than the Bruins. I think the Bruins will put up a better fight. I still don't know if they'll beat them because uh, they're so good. But I think that it's better for the NHL for the Bruins to make it through. So I don't know why they're attacking the Bruins. And maybe it's because the Islanders are having their last rally in their barn and they want that to be like the narrative of, of the uh, playoffs. But I don't know. So, uh Cam, I imagine you don't have much on this, so I'll go to Dylan and Tuck. So I, I, I've i never been on board with any sort of officiating being cited in any sport. I've, I've, I can never really get behind that, whether it comes from the league um, or a player's perspective. I, I think even the NBA, all the crap that I talk about with LeBron, I like, he's not wrong. He's just a baby about it, and the, so... And so, and everybody knows that people sometimes get calls just because who they are. So I don't think there's actually anything going on here. Um, I think it's just more unfortunate in the circumstances. Um, like you said, Trey, the Bruins playing against 
the Lightning is just a way better matchup, in my opinion, um, than Islanders. Lightning and uh, like the Bruins play the Lightning well, like they beat the Lightning all the time. It's not they they have they have more trouble playing the Islanders notoriously over the past five years than playing the Lightning. So, um, I would love to see the Bruins play Lightning. Um, that said, Tuka Rask not looking great. Um, I mean the other the Islanders only had like 19 shots last game and we let they up. got outshot like 75 to 26 or something like some absurd it was number. like 45 it was 44 to 29 or 19 or something stupid like that um, but I like it, it's funny you watch the highlights it's like yeah those are really good chances they all come on the power play like I can't really fault Rask for those but at the same time. It's NHL playoffs, and we've said this countless times with this guy. When push comes to shove, you got to be better than the odds. You have to be better than the average that you are and come up with those giant saves. And he had done that previously, but not not last night. Um, so it's just unfortunate. I feel like they're going to go with Tuca again, even though they pulled him in the third and went they with Swayman. I think they, they think they have to. Um, unless he's hurt, he's been kind of nagging a little back injury, but I think he's all right. I mean, he's been playing fine for the first, uh, four games. So, um, season series isn't over yet. They've definitely been the better team the past two games. They just haven't won. So, you know, you just got to put it behind you and, and play the next game. So my, 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 sorry, my baseball game tomorrow got canceled, which is fantastic because I get to watch the game. So I'm actually excited for that. There you go. Uh, Tuck. Biggest biggest Bruins fan on the podcast with the team's face and elimination. What do you got? Yeah, I mean, I was what, rocking my Bruins jersey today. I got Bruins paraphernalia up all over the cottage. Uh, obviously, we're winning game six. Refs don't like us. Other team doesn't like us. They're clearly, I think, honestly, it kind of sounded like from that uh, interview that he said that basically this team pays off the refs. I think that's what I thought. There was a little bit of a hint of that in his message, but maybe I just read into it too much. Yeah, I don't know. I don't it think a like sane a guy like Cassidy would say something like that. It's a ridiculous yeah. fine for a pretty benign I mean, comment, but that's why I'm saying, like, if it if you read into it a little, maybe he was saying a little bit more than what's said on the surface. I, I like that take. I like that take. All yeah, right. I think he's kind of calling out the refs. But, um, yeah, I think, I think obviously it's a must-win for a Bruins, but I think it's a must-win for the Islanders. You cannot give the Bruins momentum going into home ice. Like, it's just, I can promise you going to Game 7 at home after winning the last game on the road, I would say home teams probably win, like, 80% of all games. I think if you get to 7 in the, in the Garden, it's... It's going to be a tough one. So matters, but, um, For a quick second, can we just note that we're playing hockey and the Stanley Cup's going to be in late July? That's <laughs> nuts. It's nuts. It's nuts. Um, in terms of game four, uh, that was one of the most physical playoff games I've ever watched. I mean, there were fights. Um, I You don't see that a lot. So these teams, I mean, they're both physical. They both, you know, hit. They both play hard. So it's a great matchup, but all right, NBA, um, LeBron out, and he went out like an absolute whimpering coward, leaving the games early, walking down the floor, just just 
keep hamming it up these playoffs. These playoffs, I think, have made a serious dent in the LeBron James legacy. Um, and on the other side, we've got the Nets just bullying the Bucks. So I think I know I'm a Suns guy. I know Cam's a Suns guy. We might be a Suns podcast, but Cam, since you didn't go to the last segment, I'll let you open up on the NBA as the newly turned LeBron hater and uh, your thoughts on the Suns and any, anything else NBA you got. I mean, big Suns guy. <clears throat> I really thought the Bucks were going to be able to like put up a better fight. James Harden is very first drive, of the first game of the series. Done. So, I mean, I thought maybe they'd be able to handle it, but um, it's not looking good. Wouldn't be surprised if they sweep. Nets are going to the the uh, championship. And then my worry is that the Suns won't be able to handle it either. So I'm just a big Nets hater right now. They've never won a championship. Don't want them to. Uh, nope. um, I. I mean, that's a lot of these guys to win a championship was uh, the Sixers in 83. Everyone left in the playoffs hasn't won a championship since like 83. And there's only three of them that's actually won. And the rest have never won. So it's good for the NBA, but if the Nets win, it's bad at the same time. No, it's just super team winning again. I would love any other team. So we've also got Hawks Sixers. Uh, Sixers are up right now with three minutes to go, but the Hawks are up in the series. And then we got Clippers Jazz, which is kicking off uh, later tonight. But Trey Young has turned into the actual, just the villain of the NBA. I love it. Cam still holding on to he. He is the next Kobe Bryant take, which I think is preposterous. Still, but he's a hell of a player, and and I don't know. Tuck, tuck your thoughts on first of all, defend LeBron and his actions because that was embarrassing. And your thoughts on the rest of the NBA? Um, what actions did he do that were embarrassing? Oh, he walked out on a game. He um, but at the end of the, the last game, he he was arguing calls on the other side of the floor and was walking back to play defense, like, just a straight walk, like, had totally given up. Um, just went out like a, like a bitch, like he is, so. Um, yeah, I just want to remind people that LeBron is the 38-year-old father of four. Um, believe it or not, some things are bigger than sports. Yeah, he needs to check his health after the game, before the game ended. Because Think he of the kids, to get man. Think the of the kids. And let everyone get home sooner. Instead of waiting for him in the locker room. While he's, also, he's a father of three, Tucker, so, not a father of four. It's a school night. He's got to tuck the kids in. Yeah, so all he wants to see his kids. My bad, Trey. Anything else on the NBA? Trey Young. Uh, uh, Trey Young is an absolute villain in the best way. Bowing before MSG crowd after just burying the team that they love so much is... An absolute villain movement. He's everything Kyrie Irving could have been if he had an inch of coolness in his body. Yeah, you had that take, and I, I, I like that take, that if Kyrie had handled the the net, the Celtic situation the way Trey Young handled the net situation, 
I don't think anyone would be as angry. Sure, ruffle feathers, but you no, like, like I'd, I'd like hate him. He's but an I'd asshole. Hate him in like I a cool him. way. Yeah, yeah, it'd be like a oh that guy, god damn it. But like now we're like, yeah, no, he's the worst. Like yeah. I don't like I don't. If I was a Knicks fan, I wouldn't think Trey Young is the worst. I'd be like that guy's a dick. You but like in a respectful, you don't hate him because yeah. he's a he's an absolute asshole. Exactly. Also, I think. I don't think the Nets have one legitimate fan, by the way. I just want to point that out. I watched a video of people going into Barclays for the game, and they had no idea, like, anything that was going on. They were all... Oh, I just, like, want to ask over. about, like, uh, what was his name? Duran Williams or, like, Joe Johnson, and just see them, like, blank on, like, those names. Yeah, so... Eh, I don't know. I don't know. Dale, thoughts on the NBA at all? Yeah, I think... I mean, we've all gone through the LeBron... Uh, hate I guess um I think I mean I don't think Tucker's right in the in like he's old I mean that's pretty soft like like Cam said just quit then um three years old um yeah Dustin Bobby game is not nearly as physically taxing as being a oh are you kidding me crushed by 300 pound men every yeah once once every three weeks because he is the best offensive line in football oh yeah, good point. Mostly he just sits in a clean pocket all day? Okay, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, LeBron wouldn't have to hit the floor if he didn't want to. So, he, he he's bigger than everyone in the league. If he really hit the floor, like he acts like he's getting fouled, that would, that would be fine if you're a small guy. But Chris Paul taking you down on an, a little elbow is preposterous. Yeah, I'll finish up. I, so, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just, like we've all said, out on LeBron. I think it's just going to get worse. I don't think it's going to get better. Like Trey said, this is kind of like a stain, this this playoffs on it. I think it's just going to continue to get worse, especially if the team doesn't perform. It's just going to be worse and worse and worse for him. He's going to look worse and worse. It's still going to be the greatest player probably to ever play. Um in terms of stat line and and the way they he's changed the game, but it's just kind of sad that it's that personality that does it. Um, when it comes to the Nets, it is kind of hilarious that nobody cares about the Nets. No, nobody from New York, they, they don't have a fan base. It's it's hilarious. Um, I will say I don't want them to win, but I did call it way back when a few months ago, and everybody called said there's no friggin' shot, and I was like, all right, man, but. Um, so I'm I'm sticking true to that take at least because they're that was look, a, that was a hate take for me. They're looking I said good. It, did, I did, it wasn't going to happen because I really don't want it to happen in my heart of hearts. So I'll be rooting hard for the Western Conference in the final. And now I, that LeBron's out too. And I'm I can, also I can fully pile on the Nets uh, and and being against them. I'm also on the Suns train. I'm a big fan of Steve Nash. Uh, so coach of the Nets, Dylan. Remember him? I know he's coach of the Nets. That's why I don't I, I don't like him, but I like I like Steve Nash. He, funny, he doesn't do a goddamn thing. Funny funny story years. about Steve Nash. Um, he left his wife. Reason being, he was playing on the Suns. Uh, his wife obviously was pregnant. Had the baby. Baby popped out. Very black baby. Oh, I didn't Wa- know that. Walked out of the hospital. Said, "See you later, never." So. Wow. Um, kind of a baller move. Um, so I'm a huge fan of Steve Nash, probably simply just because of that. I mean, besides being a cut, yeah, it's a baller move. But 
Um, all right, I, baseball minute, real quick. Uh, Red Sox beat the Yankees. Cam, defend your team. No defense. Um, watch that video though of the girl trying to scream twenty-seven World Series, which is what I did when I was in second grade. And the Red Sox fans owned them. Ironically, the Red Sox fans were also in second grade. Exactly. Um, I think the L was a great move. The narrator of that video ruined it. Let the kids just owner. He had a one. There's no logic needed. Just, just tell them what's good. Um, just hold up the L and just stay. And you're eight years old, and she can do nothing about it. Right. I mean, it's a third of the way through the season. There are thousands of home runs to be hit, as Dylan would say. Uh, Five thousand. Every single major stack category for the Yankees will just keep doing that, and I don't really know what else to say about about this team. Um, six and a half games back, still. Bill, um, looking like it's going to be a battle between the Sox and the Rays for that top spot in the East. Sox notoriously can fall flat on their face late in the year. They've done it many times. But how are you feeling about your baseball team right now? Sox are looking good. I think that the biggest downfall to this team is pitching down the stretch. I hopefully they get sailed back after the All Star break, and he actually. Makes, I saw a report today that he's not coming back. That would be devastating. Um, Let me look at it. But like you look at their rotation, you're like they really don't have guys. So like it's every time they pitch, I'm like, wow, well they got another one. I don't know how much longer, but it just keeps kind of rolling. Um, I read the report incorrectly. It says Sale confident he will play this year. He'll oh. certain he's certain he he'll be back to help the Sox before the end of the season. I so I I'm on board on that too because I know a lot of guys that have had Tommy John. I played with a few. Um, I've seen them get hurt, go through the rehab rehab and come back and just fire away. It's a weird injury that just takes a lot of time to heal, and when you come back, you're like a new person. It's like trying to. It's like trying to swim when your legs are like you don't have hamstrings and then you get brand new hamstrings, you come back and then you're just that much better, that much more confident. So I, I think he's going to be significantly better than he was the past few seasons when he does come back. So I think that's great for the Sox, obviously. Um, as for the Yankees, they're kind of on a downward here. Um, the way they kind of handled themselves during the 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 game with the rough call there with the oh my outside god pitch. Yeah, we talk about that. and and then the resulting complaining for the rest of the game it didn't look good um, I hate that crap baseball is a game where you need to have um, amnesia you need to like have bad stuff happen and then completely forget about it and play the rest of the game. As Mental so, fortitude. As soon as that pitch was called a strike, I was like, all right, we're going to win this game just because of the way that they were reacting. Um, and it turns out they did. So, um, And then they won the next one. So I'm I'm not confident in, in the Yankees. Like you said, I think it's a raise, tra- a raise um, Red Sox uh, division. Um, the Rays are tough, though. They play scrappy. Like I said, they're very fast, and they got good pitching, good coaching. So it'll be exciting to see. That's a tough series in the playoffs, though, if the, if the Sox do play them. Uh, that call, dude, that, I mean, obviously it's a terrible call, but I was with a bunch of Yankee fan cousins this weekend, and I was like, just go win the game after that. Like, 
you had you went to extras. The game wasn't over on that call. Like you could have won the game and you didn't. So you still let Xander Bogarts come up and you know crank one to to score yeah, a run. Yeah, so. exactly. Like when when I the last a few games ago this past this season for me, um, we ended up losing a game because there was a fly ball down the right field line. The ump- it was fouled by like two feet, but the umpire wasn't in position. He called it fair. Uh, and we ended up blowing the lead there and then lost the game an inning and a half later. Um, but every single person on my team acted like they were 10 years old and were screaming and crying and whining for the next 35 minutes that they weren't able to play the game afterwards. I was like, guys, you just got to forget it and play the game and try to win. Like you just got to, you just got to forget. So, um, it's sad to see that professional ball players that make millions of dollars, like can't get that into their brain. So. Tucker, socks, 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 Yanks. And is yeah. your dad upset about the Yankees' loss? Uh, dad, uh, they want to know if you're upset with the Yankees getting swept by the Red Sox. He said he's not going to defend himself for his actions, which he can, because he's <laughs> no good fan Uh But yeah, I mean, classic Yankees get hung up on it if they play, can't play the rest of the game. Of course, you're going to lose the game there. They're mental midgets, which in baseball, you can't be a mental midget. That's just a game where if you're a head case, you're going to get screwed if the Yankees made it clear what they are as a franchise and as a team. So, yes, I mean, they're just not going to continue the Red Sox in the Rays division. We'll see what happens. The Rays are on a run right now, but I still think it's going to end up with those two teams in the playoffs. I, I tend to agree. I think it's going to be Rage win the division, Sox in the wild card. But we'll see. All right. Uh, list, guys. Highly anticipated by Cam tonight. Uh, yep. Came up with the list. Go ahead and introduce it, Cam. I got to pee. I'll be right back. Go ahead. Um, also, Julio to the Titans is not going Oh, oh. Yeah, what the hell? We totally missed that. Just Julio. Don't have much on it, honestly. I don't think it's going to change much. Not going to lie. I think it's going to be another toss-up ball for... Tannehill, um, it's going to make him a little bit better. Is it going to affect the playoff predictions? Yeah, it is. But I don't think it's going to be over the top as Twitter's making it out to be. Like, oh my God, A.G. Brown and Julio Jones. Okay, they had Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. There's only so, one ball. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's going to be tough to defend him, not going to lie. I would, you know, I wouldn't want to be in that division, but same time, I don't think it's it's a championship team just because it's up to. I tend to agree with you. I think, um, obviously I'm biased, but I think uh, of his two choices, which were the Titans and the Patriots, Patriots would have been a better landing spot because he becomes, you know, the featured guy in that offense. And, uh, you know, you don't have to spread the wealth. Um, I do think he is going to be do well. It's either going to go one or two ways. He's going to have no impact whatsoever or – he's going to ball out because A.J. Brown's going to be double-covered and they're going to go to him because A.J. Brown's like young buck. Um, the one cool thing I did see was A.J. Brown offered him the number 11 and uh, he, he turned it down, said make it your own, and he's going to wear number two. Um, so that's cool to see him go to the single digit, which is new this year. Uh, Tucker, Julio, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I was upset he didn't come to the Patriots, but honestly... With what they gave him for a guy that could leave after this year, I think it might be too much. A second and a fourth with this class apparently coming in, 
being one of like the most highly touted classes ever, apparently. Uh, Six-round picks this year are looked at like third-round picks last year. So, I mean, this is a highly touted class coming in with apparently a ton of depth. So, I'm not going to give that up for a guy that could leave at the end of the year. It's just, I don't think it's worth it to me as a Patriot to want something like that. It's just a bad deal, honestly. Like, I talk, like, I would, if who is in the Patriots, I'd be happy. But long term, I think it's the wrong decision for any team. Uh, Dale, we're talking Julio to the Titans. Any, any thoughts on it? So, uh, what were the picks again that were given up? Second and fourth. Second yeah. and sixth? Tucker, what was it? Second and fourth or second, second and sixth? Second and fourth, and I think they got a sixth back. Okay. And and uh, how many years left on the contract? One. Yeah, so it's tough to say. Well, he, he has a player option after this year. He had technically two, but he could leave this year if he wants to. So. I would say he's locked in for two, probably, and, and you're hoping that um, you can strike a deal maybe with him afterwards. Uh, a second and a fourth, I think, is fair. I mean, you're getting a top-tier guy on a top-tier team with a tremendously good running game. It's going to open up that passing game like no other. Um, I think because of that, it's worth it. When you look at the Patriots, if the Patriots were going to give up that because they don't have that well-defined running game, it might not be as worth it. Um, so or quarterback. And quarterback, right. So um, I would I would say that this is definitely a fair deal uh, for the Titans. I think that's, like I said in the chat, that, that makes them a top-tier powerhouse. Like, they were already up there as playoff team. Um, maybe not uh, Super Bowl-bound, but you know, top five, six. Um, this bumps them up, I think, even more. Um, it's, I'm going to actually be excited to watch watch their games because of the dynamic that they're going to have now on both si- both uh, offensive categories, I guess. So I'm all in on that trade. I think it's good. And it's good for the, um, Jesus, the Falcons too? Falcons? Yeah, they got a, they got a rebuild. Yeah. Uh, Cam, good save. Uh, now you can introduce your list. I'm going to start it off where you guys today. So I saw something on ESPN about the uh, <clears throat> the big parachute gym class game. Everyone's done it before. If you haven't, you're an alien. Um, it's not on my list. I'll start it off with that. I wasn't a big fan of it. No, me neither. I thought it was a little weird. Um, but it is gym class in, in all of its uh, glory. Everyone knows that. I'm going to start off mine with a crazy one. My number five gym class game is the Pacer Test. Oh, my God. Nuts. If I thought that, would be higher than that for me. The the Pacer Test won to level up your elite. You can't lose. Never beat the Pacer Test myself. I think it goes to 12 levels. I think 9 was probably the highest I got. Um, but then there's other stuff, and it really let me show my stuff, so I, I, I was able to reach my neck up, higher flexibility, where they put a ruler under my chin. 
I was always cool. I nailed flexibility. I crushed flexibility. Oh, yeah. And sit-ups, push-ups, forget about it. Pacing tests. Everyone was always like, oh, the pace test, we got to do this. I was like, let's go. I like competition. You're going to score me the one grade you get in gym that's actually graded by the – and the voice in the pacer test is like – it's a voice you hear that haunts your dreams a little bit. I think um, Trump's Trump's um, Speaker of the House sounds exactly like the pacer test girl. Um, Kelly McClenny. Oh, her, his press secretary. Press secretary, that's what I meant. Yeah, voice – the pacer test, I think. Okay, Nancy Pelosi doesn't sound like the pacer test. <laughs> no, definitely not. Uh, anyway, pacer test is just something that everyone knows about, and some people were not excited about it. I loved it. I was a big pacer test guy. Number five. I'll tell you why it's not on my list. I, I wasn't one who loved it. I was never, like, the stamina guy. Um, I could nail the, the other things. I crushed flexibility. I used to be able to put my legs over my head. Um Sit-ups and push-ups, I excel that because we did them so much in football, and I did them with pads on, and people weren't used to it. So I was also good at that in the sports school day camp uh, competitions. But I did dread the running because I, I knew I wasn't as good as I should be, and it would piss me off when I'd leave early and there was still, like, scrubs running. Um, but, Dill, you're number five. So Boy, I just want to say I love the Pacer test. Absolutely dominated. I beat it multiple times. And it was just the biggest shock. It was such a flex just to be the last one there. Everyone's just watching you. That is a good point. No, that's why it's not on my list. I didn't get the oh, flex. yeah. It's an ego thing. It's an yeah. ego thing. It was 100%. Uh, Dale, number five? Number five for me uh, is unbelievable because the connection is uh, still there between Cam and I. I am also going pacer test. I shit you not, that's on my list. No, you also beat because yeah i think i don't know if tuck i think you, you and i were in it uh at, at least so. one time back in elementary school i don't think we ever did it in high school so no, no it's elementary school um yeah we we beat it a, I, I remember beating it a couple times i remember one time i was i wasn't wearing jeans but i wasn't wearing sweatpants either they were like these like kind of silky pants and like those they were they had to be rolled up i was getting into it um it was always the running that got me going. I remember the sit-ups where you had to, like, just push your arms past. You had to put your arms at your side and push your arms past the line. And I had, like, flexible shoulders so I could get the shoulders into it. I was always getting past that line even though my chest really wasn't coming out. Uh, not so much on the push-ups, but pacer test for me it was elite. Um, I remember doing it in like soccer tryouts one year too in like ninth grade and I just crushed everybody too. I was like, Oh my God. Um, that has since gone and I will never be able to do anything like that ever again. So my number five is niche, uh, to our elementary school. It was the monopoly circuit we ran. Now the monopoly circuit, um, to me, like I actually didn't get that hype about it cause there was a lot of stations I didn't like. Um, but there were like the more physical stations we actually had to do like hard stuff. I didn't like like the push-ups and sit-up station. Like I didn't love that, but, um, I did love like the rope climbing. Like we didn't, our elementary school did not have like the typical, the typical, uh, gym activities that are shown in like high school movies, like no, uh, no dodgeball, 
no rope climb, but that's the day that they would drop the rope down and you get to climb the rope and then you had the big die that you would spin, uh, the giant die you'd throw around and you, you had those little scooters that you ride on that you would always roll your fingers over. Those were fun. Um, yeah. And then there was like a rest station where you just got to like chill, like the free parking, but we turned our entire gym into a monopoly board and ran that for like two weeks. And that was an elect, an, uh, an electric time. And the whole gym was changed. Everybody knew it's mono- monopoly time. You know, you didn't have to wonder what you're going to do in gym class. You walked in monopoly time. So that's my number five. Tuck, your number five. Yep. For me, my number five, uh, also kind of niche to our school, two ball soccer. Two ball soccer was an incredible sport. One of my favorites, uh, just people constantly getting hurt because you never knew where the other ball was. You always concentrate at one and the second one would be in the back of your head. That's one of the only times I've enjoyed playing soccer. And yeah, I know like, like, I'm a soccer guy, but I love two ball soccer. I, it's not on my list, I'll tell you that much. Uh, Cam four. Number four. Um, so we talked about Tuka Rasker earlier. Not a great keeper. But we can talk about myself, who was. I mean, if there was a history book for the number one keeper in two-ball soccer, it would be me. Because two-ball soccer was my game. I was always bully. I did not pick the ball. I don't like to run around, chase multiple balls. Not a big ball guy. Uh, Get balls away from me. You kick them at me, I'm getting them away. I'm a big keeper guy. Two-ball soccer was my game. I was only the goalie. I can't even remember a time that I did not play goalie. I just told the team. I was like, listen, I'm playing goalie. Pick a ball at me. I don't like him. Get him out of here. Stop that shot. Every single time, I had my eyes on every ball, all the balls on my eyes. Two-ball soccer is my number four. I was keeper. Don't like to play it. like to save him. Uh, Dill, four. Uh, number four for me, I'm going outside in uh, high school. I'm going ultimate frisbee. I, I like Ultimate Frisbee, um, I think because there's a lot of standing around going on. Um, like, there's some there's some sprinting for sure, but when you catch the disc, you get to just kind of chill out. Maybe there's not so much movement, um, and you wouldn't get, like, I would get sweaty, right? Because, you know, you're, you're, you're trying, it's out there, it's hot, um, but not as much as some other sports, like two-ball soccer running around like a madman. Um, but uh, I've always enjoyed Ultimate Frisbee because... It's the only thing in gym where I never played outside a gym. You know, like we, you could go and play kickball a little bit as a kid or soccer or whatever else we do. Um, but I could, you can never get a group together to play ultimate frisbee. So I always enjoyed that that time in gym. So I'm going ultimate frisbee at number four. All right, my number four is another niche one. This is my last niche one. Um, it's capture the chicken. Uh, so this is a modified version of capture the flag involving rubber chickens and just like i said like our school didn't do the typical gym activities like ca- capture the flag but when we got to do this it was like you know playing capture the flag uh the fast kids would run out you know you try to grab that chicken they had to keep like a guard you had to get around them <coughs> excuse me get back to your side of the gym <coughs> oh crap choking my own spit um but capture the chicken nothing like running with that floppy rubber chicken in your hand absolutely juking the shoes out of some kid taking some nerd down, being like, what's up? I'm a jock. I captured the chicken. Uh, so that's my number four. Talk. Yeah, number four, I have another non-niche one on my list. 
I'm going with volleyball. Uh, I believe I'm the only junior senior volleyball champion in the room unless Cam might have won one. But, uh, yeah. You beat, you just, beat what's his, Tobin? What's his no, Tobin? but we, no, no, we didn't, Jesus Christ, no. We got absolutely slaughtered by the But we beat the class. We got the class. Uh, the Abusement Park, one of the greatest teams of all time in uh, junior senior volleyball history. That's unsaid. Uh, but yeah, so I had to put this on my list. I think volleyball is always one of my favorite segments of gym class. So yeah, put this one in as a solid four. I, I um, feel like volleyball was the most played unit. I feel like that we did that four or five times a year. The oh one. yeah, loved it. Um, also, the amusement park, originally, that was my team when I was a uh, junior. It was me, Augie, Ben, and Mike, and then I separated from the team. And then I think Dylan, I don't was Dylan, who was on your senior team? Mike, uh, I know Mike was. I don't, I don't remember. Uh, I was, we were, we were the eliminators for one year. Yeah, it was me, Mike, Ben, and Hubert, senior year. Dill, you might have been on my team senior year. I think I think PS9. we I think we were. We sucked. We went with the Bobby Schmurter theme. Yeah, it was me, you, Augie, and Isaac, I think. And I don't know. Bobby Schmurter theme. Oh, I had free I had free Schmurter ho written on the back of my uh, jersey. Well, there was the Muff Stuffers. I remember when we were juniors. When I had the Muff Stuffers. All right, um, Cam, number three. Almost had volleyball on my list. Just missed it. Also, ultimate Frisbee, just missed it. Those were the, the top two out. My 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 last the junior senior volleyball tournament. My cogs got so mad at me because my shirt was like more of a bra situation going on. And I had to show off the abs. Yeah, back in the day. Uh, my number three. When you had them. My number three is going to be hockey. <laughs> Gym class hockey. I'm not a big hockey guy. Never played it on skates. However, when I did play it in, in gym, once again, I was goalie. However, I only did goalie like half and half. I would very much take the goalie position. I would catch everything with that with the with the uh, first baseball glove they give you, the baseball glove they give you. Um, however, I would also go out there and I would rip shots, high stick all day. Miss B. Yes, so mad at me. Sticking, <laughs> hit people in the face. If you had to wear glasses, I would high stick every single time. How are you not supposed to keep it above your knees? My knees are short. My legs are short. Can't really flick the, the, the puck without doing it. So, hockey was a lot of fun for me. Used to get a lot of penalties, but, you know, I used to score. Another thing, David Conlon, always in my gym class, every year. Don't know how, but when hockey came around, insane. Never seen anything like it. <laughs> that, he, we would put him at goalie. He would go to goalie because we were we were letting him too many goals, and I don't know if he ever got scored on. And then when he was in the field, he was scoring every single time, and it was nuts. David Collins, stupid at, at hockey, but loved playing it. Used to check uh, Schmick in the boards. Got mad at me one time, started yelling at me. I was like, "Your teacher can't do that." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you could check him. Exactly. So number three, Dell number three. Uh, number three for me, going back to elementary school, um, I'm going Champions and Challengers. I, don't know if you're, I almost had that you're, one online. You remember this one. This is where they put a bunch of balls in the center of the court, 
and there was two sides each side of the court with the plastic uh, candle pin bowling pins aligned on the baseline of each side, right? And you had to throw the yarn balls at eat at the pins or the big like uh, nukem balls or the squishy kind of fake dodgeball balls. Um, I was always the guy who when when it first started out, I grabbed like seven pins. I put them real close together right behind me because I knew I was going to stop every single one and, and ain't none of, the, none of those pins are going to go down. And then when it came down to it, I was like, all right, time to show up to the bigs. Give me some yarn balls. I'm about to absolutely murder some people. The strategy was either throw one high, get them distracted, and throw, throw one between their legs, or just bean somebody right in the face so then they're just really distracted. And then you put one right into one of those pins to win the game. Everybody's kind of huddling around that last one every once in a while. Um, great game. Loved it. Yeah, that was first one first one out on my list. It's basically modified dodgeball. It's as close as we got to dodgeball for our school, but... Um, my number three is going to be Ultimate Frisbee, uh, Dill, to, to follow you up. Um, I think I like Ultimate Frisbee because it was kind of modified football. You know, you, you have to move down the field. you got to pass. you got to defend. Um, uh, this game got heated for me. I don't know why this game struck a chord for me, but when I lost, I was angry. You can ask Ben Herrick. The only time I put hands on Ben, um, he beat me in Ultimate Frisbee on, like, a last-minute play. And he let me in, he let me hear about it. He put one in my ear hole, and I waited till he turned around, and I put one of my fists right into the back of his head. Uh, so uh, I got me heated. Um, I, I liked the uh, you know the, the catching aspect of it. It appealed to my football nature, the, the jumping and the catching, which I'm good at. Um, I would moss kids all the time, and uh, yeah, so I, I like playing indoors, outdoors, you name it. Um, but I agree, Dill. I never played it outside of a gym class ever. Haven't touched it since I was 18 years old. Um, so, but yeah, Ultimate Frisbee's coming in at number three for me. Uh, talk. Yeah, number three, I got flag football. Um, flag football is one of my favorites. Was definitely one of my favorite sports to play in gym class. Anytime you see the flags come out, it was a huge deal. Especially if you got a game outside, it was incredible. <clears throat> was in some incredibly heated flag football matchups. I mean, they got heated. There was a bounty program on me at one point. Ben got severely concussed from this same bounty program. So, uh, I mean, nothing ever got more intense than high school flag football in my mind, personally. 20 bucks to Luke Martino for the bounty here. Of 20 bucks. I don't know. If you told ask me which one, and put them in front of me, I still wouldn't know. <laughs> Shout out Martino <laughs> Brothers. Uh, Cam, number two. Number two is going to be flag football. The reason it's not number one is because it stopped getting fun because I've never lost. Not even one little tiny bit. I would win flag football every time by a million. I would be the quarterback and whoever was on my team Open or not, I was going to get them the ball and stop being fun. Um, I don't know what, uh, what else to say about it. It was fun for me. But then once you get up 28, whatever, it's just like it's not fun anymore. Uh, Trey, if we were in the same gym class, they might have canceled gym for the rest of the pool. Um, I think Tom Hedges was my number one receiver uh, back in high school. And... 
I don't think I ever threw a pick. I would throw behind the back pass and just dress <laughs> and and it would it, it just wouldn't be close because they would give you those footballs that are like hard and, and like heavy, but they're small, so I can fit my whole hand around and I'll chuck the thing as hard as I can and like it was just too easy. Um eventually I had to start playing for both teams. <laughs> there. Start playing automatic QB for both teams. <laughs> Automatic pitcher and kickball. Yeah. <laughs> I started to start even out the, the, the scoreboard there. But, yeah, that was a lot of fun for me. But at the end of the day, there's one more game that, that uh, got me going more than that. So we'll wait for that. Is I was going to say, Cam, absolute crying shame we were never in the same gym class together because what a, what a time we would have had just stuck on kids. Uh, Dell, number two. First off, quick thing on flag football. It didn't make my list. Um, but one, when I, I was just thinking of Cam playing quarterback and throwing BBs at receivers. And the one thing I, th- I thought of for some reason was, and I, like, I don't know why, because I never saw this happen. It just came to me. Um, I could just imagine Cam with that, like, that heavy ball, like he was saying, throwing an absolute dart right at Ralph Bruno. And just like getting right through his hands and hitting him right in his glasses. Um, I don't know. I don't know why, but um, then uh, also flag football. We played outside one time. I came across the middle, like a like a slot receiver, and I went up for a ball, jumped up. I got hit right in the chest. I don't remember who. It might have been Ben. Uh, anybody, somebody solid. Even though Ben was a midget back then, but um, like to this day, my chest cracks. Like my sternum cracks. I don't know if you've noticed. Like I do this. Oh, we just did it, right? It cracks literally because that happened. It, 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 I, it, it's happened since, and I think that's the reason. So, um, anyway, number two for me, I'm going kickball. This hasn't brought up yet. My guess is it might be a number one for some of you guys. Um, nothing's better than sitting in the corner of the gym with the banners up on the uh, out in the outfield fence. You got to hit it above the banners for some bombs. Uh, I, I, there, there's something majestic, just like hitting a baseball when you know you crank one, you just hit that kickball nice and firm. You're like, that's flying well off that back wall above the scoreboard. So, um, I'm going kickball. Also kickball playing, um, uh, playing the field was always fun. Cause it could like hit off like three different walls and you could make a play. So there's always kids diving around trying to catch that big red ball. So, um, I always enjoyed kickball in high school. That's my number two. Uh, kickball actually wasn't on my list because I wasn't very good at it. I was never a kicker. I never played soccer. Never was a kicker in football. Um, ceiling guy. Hit the ceiling every Oh, time. yeah. I would try to crush it and just launch it into the ceiling. Automatic out. How are you? Um, and also, a thing you missed about kickball, Dill, was just drilling people. Just drilling oh, yeah. people when they were running the bases. Just, oh. just finding the weakest link. Like, you got the kid who's never played a sport in his life rounding third, and you just beam him and you say oh no um (laughs) tucker number two uh yeah my number two capture the chicken all-time game how can you not have this on your list i think your list is lacking if you don't have capture the chicken on it i mean number one catch the flag with a rubber chicken that's funny that's comedy right there it's a rubber chicken um and i mean Getting the chicken, there was no bigger rush in elementary school than getting that chicken. 
and bringing it back to your side. Being the guy that got the chicken was one of the biggest rushes you could have in the world. I can still remember, to this day, moments of capturing the chicken. So yeah, it has to be on my list, Daryl. I totally skipped myself, by the way. Um, but my number two is going to be floor hockey in, in gym, because... It was it was separating the boys from the men. Um, I was never a hockey on skates guy. Always loved the sport. Almost played it. Didn't end up doing it. But um, I was pretty good at it. I you know if I was on a scrubby team, I was doing it all. I'd start out the game at forward. I'd be scoring goals. If our goaltender was a sieve, I'd say get out there, give me the glove. I'll I'll go in. Yeah. So I did this kind of a similar thing to Cam, where I was uh, I was. Uh, both ways playing, depending on how we were doing. Um, I was physical. I would check kids. I would slash kids. I wanted to play real hockey. The only thing I didn't like about it was wearing those dumb glasses. Uh, fun fact was I got concussed in a floor hockey, oh. in a floor <laughs> hockey game. Austin Zalnitis, uh cross-checked me into the boards, and my head went first, and I, and I went down. I went down. Um, yep, yeah, um, so... But that was a, it was definitely a high highlight for me. I was pretty good with the glove from playing from the baseball days, so I could I could uh, hold the line there. I was pretty good with the wristers. I would I would lift them, and uh, if if my, I feel like most of the time I was on the team, that just was absolute bums. You'd get the fast kid, but he had no hand eye coordination, and you'd just run him down the floor, have him pass it to you, and, and line up a one timer. But Definitely one of the highlights. Very short unit, I feel like. We didn't play it much, but I, I loved it because it scuffed up the floors. But I, I loved playing floor hockey. Cam, you're number one. First things first, the FSU softball just beat Alabama. They're up 1-0 in the College World Series of softball, the World Series. Um, and my number one is, obviously, Caps of the Chicken. There you go. There you go. Tucker, you kind of took the words out of my mouth. If you were that guy that had the chicken, you were king royalty for like a good amount of the rest of the day. The next, I mean, dude, being so sweaty after the cap, the cap of the chicken is the most sweaty game you get in that gym class in elementary school. You get so sweaty, and then you got to go to computer right after, and you're like, okay. I can do this. I got to go back to the class. Computer's right next to the gym class. Miss Jetic, Miss Jezik, rubbing up on your neck. You And I'm like, yeah, Miss Jezik, what's good? And she's like, big brownie little, like hovering up. So like, capturing the chicken was like you were the man of the school for that day. And I captured many chickens in my days, but. Trey, you, yeah, I mean, you said it's it's a niche thing. Capture the flag. Love you. Have, you have to play it to understand it. I, I love capture the flag. Do not get me wrong. Capture the flag is a great game. Played it all throughout my childhood. However, mix in a chicken, you're kidding. <laughs> it's it's unbeatable. Capture the chicken is as soon as I saw the uh, the tweet. What's your favorite gym class game from ESPN? And it was like the big parachute. I'm very glad no one said parachute. Um, I immediately thought, oh, Miss Kennedy, chicken. Love it. So, Caps of the Chicken's got to be number one for me. Nostalgia slash I'll, I'll play right now. Uh, Dale, number one. Yeah, so I'll, I'll jump in on Caps of the Chicken. Um, I, 
I kind of want to go back on the pacer test uh, pick just because it reminded me of Capture the Chicken because, like you're saying, you you were the dude. If you got that chicken, you were the dude. Um, I remember my classes um, back in later years in elementary school, we like were banned from playing it. Our class was too competitive, uh, people yelling, getting too angry, uh, bodies being thrown around. Um, also, do you remember when we did uh, uh, field day at school where we yep, yep. and capture the chicken out on the jungle gym? was a thing uh-huh. once and then they stopped that real quick because people were flying all over the place um that was elite um my number one though is floor hockey and i know you guys kind of kind of said everything you need to know about floor hockey but to me floor hockey was my stanley cup i never got to play hockey i always wanted to play hockey it wasn't until after college that i actually started playing regularly on ice um, so I was always geared up for floor hockey and gym. There's nothing better than the divider in, in gym class. Oh yeah. Like throwing, oh, yeah. throwing the ball up against the, the divider. Um, I primarily played goalie though, cause I always wanted to be a goalie. And I know you guys think that you were really good in net, but you didn't see me in net. It was, it was David Conlon and me. We were the two. There were games where he was in net and I was in net and games would be one to zero. It was insane. Um, I always had Adam Dupont on my team. That kid did not abide. I, I feel like I had Ryan all the time. Did not abide to the knee rule. Like full clappers, two feet in front of the net, way inside the crease. Didn't care. Slapping ankles all day long. Um, there were times where I took the ball right off the nose, right off the teeth. Tire would rip them right at my Ooh. face. And I would play it off like I didn't even feel none. Where's the next one? That's a save. Mark it down in the book. Uh, I was a gamer. I was always ready to play. I always had the shitty stick because it covered more ground. Uh, that baseball glove, how floppy it was, it was great. I never wore a helmet. They always had those helmets. Who's gonna need? Who needs a helmet? Just wear it off the forehead. So I was all in on gym floor hockey. That's my number one. Will always be. Um, so anybody else that says anything otherwise in in high school, I, I don't think they, I don't think you can really appreciate anything more than floor hockey and gym in high school. Bill, I want to say we played on the same team once. I think we were in the same gym class once we played on the same team. You were a nasty goalie. Yeah, because we, we play. I remember playing uh, flag football with you, for sure. Yeah, which segues well into my number one, flag football. Um, unlike Cam, stunting on the hose never got old for me. I would moss every single kid I played against. I just had to find somebody who could throw the ball in some capacity, and I just said, "Get to get the ball to me." Um, I don't remember. I, I would I would pick them. I'd be like, "You're QB today." I would absolutely take over the team. I would captain it up. You know, I'd take the scrubs. I'd be like, "Okay, you guys run short routes," and I'd tell the quarterback, "Yo, hit me deep. I don't care if I'm triple covered. Send it to me." I was a guy in, uh, this is actually a point to my floor hockey thing too, but I was a guy who kept stats in, in the games that I liked. So I would keep stats in floor hockey, how many goals. Um, and in football, I would keep stats on how many receptions, how many touchdowns. And, uh, you know, I always, I always just, uh, there was times when I was like a sophomore where they were, the seniors in class were like triple covering me. It was, it just gave the ego such a boost. And uh, one specific memory I have was we had a game one one Friday and we were playing uh, 
we were playing flag football and my teammate, Matt Heppelston, uh, was, was covering me and I, um, caught the ball and just went shoulder first into him, into the end zone, spiked the hell out of the ball and got in his face. I said, you know, let's go. And, uh, I almost got kicked out of class and I, I just, I would, uh, I would absolutely play, um, physically. I would, and, and, and flag football is something I still play to this day. I love flag football. It brings you back to the glory days. Um, Black Friday Bowl, we need to get another ship. We've already got one, but uh, we need another ring. Um, so, yeah, no, 100% flag football is number one for me because it did not get old stunting on everyone in gym class. Tucker, number one. Tucker, are you with us? All right, well, we've lost Tucker. So we will never know his number one. Can we all guess maybe his number one? It's got to be a, a game. Like I don't, I don't know. Maybe badminton. See, I forgot about badminton, and I would one hundred percent put it over the pacer test. I, me and Miss B got down and dirty in badminton. In badminton. Um, that was my game. But Tucker, I feel like his number one. It might be, uh, oh, he already said volleyball. Volleyball would be good. You know what, what almost made my list a sneaky one was, do you remember, like, during, like, there was one time in, like, elementary, I think it was around Halloween, they played a game with, like, the lights off in the gym, and you had to, like, catch ghosts that were, like, light up things. Did I make this up, or is this a real thing? I don't remember that. I think maybe it was a dream I had. I could have sworn there was a there was a unit where the lights were out in the gym. But anyways, uh, we'll do home. Um, Tucker didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. Uh, Dylan, Dylan, Cam, go in. I did not watch. <laughs> did you watch last week? I did. What was last week's movie? Doolittle. Doolittle. Oh, yeah. yeah. You watched it. So Cam, you're the sole reviewer here. Um, go ahead. I could be a little review on home. Um, I was giving you guys updates throughout the movie. It starts off bad. If you start a movie off with the first voice being the nerd from the Big Bang Theory, how are you intending to keep an audience? That guy is so annoying. I forgot his name. Sheldon Cooper, but uh, I forget his real name. Yeah, and it doesn't matter. Jim, uh, Jim Carson. But anyway... Um, I understand the plot. It's basically about a bunch of aliens and their their knack is running away from danger. So they decided that the next place they're going to run away to is Earth. They inhabit Earth. They get every single person that's living and they move everyone to Australia, which is crazy because not everyone can fit in Australia, but they found a way to do it. doesn't matter. Um, and this one girl, this human and her cat, they somehow don't get sucked out to Africa or Australia. They stay alive and then they meet this other guy, this alien who's like shunned from the village because he was attracting these bad guys. Moral of the story is it's just like a big long plot between Jim Parsons and Brianna and they're on their way. She wants to find her mom. He wants to get away from the people that are chasing him to try to put him in jail and a lot of bad, uh, that effect, like they don't speak right. I, I don't know how to explain it. you got to watch the movie. But anyway, um, 
the soundtrack brought me up a little bit because it didn't start off well. Then they played some Rihanna jams, and this movie's from like 2016 or something. I didn't know that. I never heard any of these jams. Rihanna, J Lo have a couple jams I never heard of that are pretty good. And so that being said, I will bring it up to a 5.9 because of the soundtrack. If not, it would have been probably a five flat. I'm gonna go 5.9 on home. I understood the plot. It was very basic, not for me. Soundtrack brought it up a little bit. All right. That's the home review. It is my pick. So I'm going to do something a little different here. I have a couple options um, because one of mine, I don't know if you're going to going to allow it. So my favorite comedian, Bo Burnham, just dropped his newest uh, special. He hasn't put out a special in three years. Do we want to consider that a movie? It's about an hour and a half long. Sure. Yes. Is it called Inside or something? It's on Inside. It's Netflix. Yeah. I just watched it. I want you guys to watch it, get your pains on it. I was going to say, if we couldn't do that, I was going to go Bo Burnham but I was going to go 8th grade, the movie, which also might be a pick down the line for me because that's it's a, it's a pretty interesting movie. I mean, I've been wanting to watch uh, Inside anyway. Yeah, no. get uh, Inside, it's on Netflix, easy find. Uh, we'll rate that one. Um, I thought it was pretty good. Not, you know, it's not classic Bull Burnham, but we'll talk about it next week. Um, that's Ways to Take, episode 75, the Vince Wilfork episode. Uh, check us out on our social. Uh, I'll get the poll up this week at some point so we can get that point settled out and uh yeah so uh thanks for getting wasted with us and we'll see you next week see ya